Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads podcast. And today I have Dustin Beagler. How you doing, Dustin? Doing real good, Tim. How are you? Love it. Appreciate it. We're uh, Dustin's of Apple Roofing. If you didn't know, I'm sure most of you do. Um, we are going to be talking about how to choose business partners in roofing. And we're going to try to scale a little bit from like if you're starting a business now and how to make sure you're vetting people properly, as well as as time goes on, we need to invite solid people into our company to help scale it. So how do you choose those people and how can you make sure that they're ethical, trustworthy and capable? So yes, are, are you thinking about the actual business partner, Tim? Yeah, I'm talking about that beginning business partner. Let's say if you're an early roofing company or you're you're a small company, but you feel like maybe you could get a partner and, and move faster. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what a partner will do, right? Um, yeah, so if I was to, to, to add my biggest uh, advice on that, and I've been through two partnerships, um, number one, make sure that you're, you're uh, vision aligns, you know, with what you want to do, where you want to go, how big you want to get, you know, um, and and then number two, what before you take a partner on, I think you should always ask yourself what skills are they bringing, or what resources are they bringing, and what am I bringing, right? And and you guys should talk about that openly, you know, strengths, weaknesses. Um, maybe you need, uh, you know, when you're starting, maybe you don't have money, right? Maybe this guy's got a little bit of cash um, that can he can help in, insert. Maybe you don't have any sales experience. Maybe he does or, you know, vice versa. There's all kinds of um, leadership qualities or experiences that somebody can bring into the organization that will help scale it. But, you know, if, if you guys think exactly alike and um, have the same skills, then it might not be a great partnership because you're just going to like, layer over each other and um you know marcus and i have been partners for for a very long time right and you know we we expect that there's going to be a certain level of uh like confrontation that happens right and we think that's healthy um if you're not disagreeing on things then somebody's not bringing any value you you just have one point of view so you find somebody that drives you nuts and devil's advocate so, <laughs> so you can have a little fun on the whiteboard and, and get that other point of view. That's good. So you guys hash it out via whiteboard sometimes. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> that would be the first tool I would tell anybody to buy if they've got a partner. Yeah. Um, buy a whiteboard. That's You're, you're just going to um, get more, more out of that thing than you paid for it. I'll guarantee you. I love it. Um, so as you, do you consider yourself a visionary uh, or an integrator? Have you heard that the whole, I'm sure you I've heard that. Um, you know, I don't really self-identify as, as either, but I, I would say that I'm certainly not an integrator. Um, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and I don't know. Uh, I don't know that I consider myself a visionary either. I mean, uh, everybody's got ideas, but uh, um you know, it's tough for me to self-identify as as either one. I think you could, uh, if you could make your own custom name for yourself within, you know, with those two in mind, what would you name it that you you think you are? Uh, the the vertigrader. 
Vertigrader? Okay. You want to grow? Is that what you're kind of saying? You're the grow guy? Do you push the company to grow? Is that part of your... your? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a little bit of visionary and integrator that has to happen in every yeah. organization, right? Like ideas are worthless. I say that all the time. I mean, um, hell, there's so many people listening probably right now that, that uh, have had an idea and watch that idea happen through their life, right? Like you've probably had that happen. I've had, I, I thought of the heated toilet seat when I was a kid, right? Yeah. But I didn't do anything about it. And now, you know, I've got one. So yeah, uh, I, I had one, <laughs> mine was the app that turns off all the other apps on your phone. Like a, basically like turns it into a Nokia old school phone. And yeah. they made that and they charge like 60 bucks a month for it. It's called Opal. And so, yeah, I, I, it was like crazy that they charged that much money for it. But yeah, I had that idea a long time ago. Well, right. I mean, um, ideas and ideas are worthless without uh, somebody to integrate them, right? So, uh, to me, an integrator is more valuable than a, than a visionary. Um, mm. I, I think people with ideas are probably a dime a dozen, and most of our ideas. I, I literally, Tim, I have a. Uh, a Google spreadsheet called ideas. And yes. when, when I have an idea, guess what I do? I go write it down on there and then I forget about it. And it's there. I, you know, and then I go back and I'll look at it in like, you know, a year or six months. It's or wherever, whenever my next one pops up or, you know, that's document worthy. And I look at it and I'm like, that was, that was not a good idea. So, so, you know, right. Like it's, it's my way of tabling things that yeah. are going to steal my attention right now. That is and, so good. And I think, I think more of us need to table more ideas weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you try to go execute on all of your ideas, you're, you're never going to execute anything. Right. Mm -hmm. It's one of those less is more. <laughs> I've the, the closest I've come to that currently is my wife makes me wait two weeks so my wife's basically our integrator right now. And, and like, she makes me wait two weeks before I like roll out a new initiative. Cause I usually have an initiative like on the weekend or something like that. I'm like taking a shower. <laughs> I'm obsessed with my business's growth. And I have this idea and she's like, okay, sounds like it's interesting. Just wait two weeks. And then if you still want to do it, you know, so I do the same thing. I just need, I need to get that spreadsheet. I love what, that. Percent, what percent of those make it through the two week period? Right now it's very low. And it's so funny because a year ago or two years ago, I tried to do them all. And you do, I think you undermine your relationship with your team a little bit by yeah. always doing that and then not following through on every single one of them. Yeah. So I think, and you basically, you get the cats going like this. They're going back and forth trying to follow you. So well, I think it's been really good to slow down. Change is hard for, for everyone, right? But um if you implement change and then don't follow through with it, it is really, uh, I guess it's, it's a hit on the, the morale, right? Of, of yep. people and, and probably the way that they look at us as a leader, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So. <laughs> so thank God for people that slow us down. Yeah. Um, how about now? How do you choose roofing business partners now? Obviously you guys are going through kind of a transformation. You're combining teams. How do you look at partners now and how do you kind of make decisions around those people? 
how did you how do you how do you think about adding partners now well let me let me first talk about uh the last you know partners i guess i will or if you will right that i added you know it happened to be um you know gauge capital mm -hmm. um and and um the the reason that i uh, uh did that is because hey, we have this vision. We want to reach a certain size. We want to attain certain growth and we want to have certain kinds of opportunities for our people. And without growth, that's not going to happen. Um, and, and make sure that people here have upward mobility in their career, right? So um, I, I know that uh, they're, every entrepreneur, when they get started, there's a certain amount of stuff we know and we learn a lot along the way. Um, and and we, a lot of us uh, are able to grow our company very quickly, right? But we all get to some point, right? Where things start to, to cap out, right? Whether you're doing, um, you know, 100 roofs, 200 roofs, or if you wanna look at it in revenue, right? 5 million, 10 million, 20 million, wherever your, your cap is, right? And, and I'm not saying anybody can grow past that, right? Anybody can. But you're going to have to um, learn new skills to do so, and and learn or have different experiences to do so, right? So you can in, invest in yourself. You can read. You can do all of these things, right? But the the experience side of it, and even what you know, is going to take a certain amount of time. Um, for you to be a better leader to take your team for the you know to that next level to me um i know we could continue to grow our company and what have you and become better leaders and and that but i know we can do it faster if we brought somebody on with the resources we need number one and number two the skills and experience that we need right so um for, for, for us to go down, Marcus and I were, were trying to, um, and actually very close to successfully completing our first acquisition before we met Gage. And um, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, I was going down that road of trying, you know, becoming uh, very knowledgeable about uh, how to look at acquisitions, how to do integration, um, you know, what, what should your day one look like? All of these things, right? And um, when I look back at all of the, the time and effort I, I put into that and then the, the skills and the experience that they've brought on board in order to accomplish those things, it was like, wow, I was, I was really spinning my wheels, <laughs> like learning a new business, yeah. really, right? It's a different business. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't need to learn a different business. Um, so, so, if you want to get to A to Z, like you're going to get there faster with the right team. And, you know, wh whatever your goal is, if it's money or if it's a certain level of success or whatever it is, right? Speed is going to, uh, money loves speed, money, right? Like whatever your goal is, it all is going to love speed. Whether it's getting to spend more time with your family. Well, guess what? The faster you get to your goal, the more time you get to spend with your family, right? So, I, I'm a big proponent of um, bringing the partners on that are going to bring the skills or resources that we need. And that's why we chose like Gage. I love it. So give me your first couple lessons. I know it's been a little bit, but it's 
pretty new combined. Yeah. Um, so what are some of your guys' lessons that you're learning in combining companies? I know that there's a number of people out there that are going through some of that. We'll go through some of that. How do you, how are you navigating that? What are you learning? Well, um, I'll tell you what, I, I would say we've probably taken a lot of bumps out of the road by um, bringing somebody with the right skill set on. Um, you know, we've hired outside uh, counsel to help us do integration. So they're kind of uh, helping us document the process. And, and um, you know, by the, we're, we're still not done. And, and uh, with our first integration, right, between us and Crest. And uh, yes, we, we've uh, also partnered up with, with Triad uh, Roofing out of Kansas City there, right? And so- I didn't actually know that. Congratulations, excuse me. Oh yeah, well, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be uh, announcing it. I think our press release comes out this week. Um, yeah. yeah uh, but at, at any rate, you know- um, How big is that company, by the way? Uh, about 17, 18 million. Woo! So, yeah, I know. Right? They're great. It. No, no, that's, more than anything, it's yeah. got some really good, really good talent there, though. Yeah, uh, highly talented people, great partners. Um, Carrie and Cindy, I've I've happened to know them for for many years, mm -hmm. and they're they're just great people, and it's a great organization. We're just so happy to have them on board. I think yeah. it's kind of great. Like, I just want to note here for a second: you've known them for many years. Like, yes. The places, let, let's say somebody dreams of being in your position one day, because there are, there are a lot of people that do, Dustin. Let's just throw that out there. Okay. By not being the, the super competitive type, I know that you're competitive, but I'm saying like you're not a jerk. You've been friendly with all these roofing <laughs> companies. Yeah, yeah. You have probably created these opportunities, these relationships to to. So I'm saying set yourself up by success. I'm talking to the audience here. Set yourself up for success by not over competing. You know what I'm saying? When you sit there and compete with everybody, then you, you create resentment and you can't partner with these people later on because maybe where you're going is going to be, there's, it's going to be bigger than you currently realize. And you're going to need some of these people to, to fulfill your vision. You ever heard of, uh, I think it's called teeter-totter competition uh, i want to hear about it okay so so the the thought behind it is, is some forms of competition and i this is right the wrong type is the only way you can be up is if you put somebody else down right mm -hmm. like a teeter-totter yeah and uh you know that that's not the case um one, one of the, the i've enjoyed uh a lot of very nice relationships uh with with different roofing companies over the years and and i continue to do that um whether or not you know we're able to do business together or not it, it just doesn't matter right i i just i love the business and i love the people in it and um th there's just no no need for that uh teeter-totter yep. competition it'd be will. hard to combine companies as well later if, if you oh were... yeah yeah absolutely and as you, as you kind of like done that, you know, you've got this outside company helping integrate. What have you kind of like noticed and admired from the integration team that's, that's been interesting to you that maybe you wouldn't have known before? Well, uh, I, I got to commend everybody that has been involved in the process so far because um, 
they, they really, the, the biggest thing is coming into the process with, um, I don't know if humility is the right word, but maybe just not an ego, right? Um, we all in the roofing industry tend to be kind of mavericks, if you will. And we have our own way of doing things. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe it's, uh, I'm only gonna buy the shingle or I'm only gonna buy from this supply house or whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? Um, when, when you come onto a team, um, it, it's, it's literally, hey, uh, we're, we're coming into this room to do something, you know, as much as we can the same way. And we're gonna discuss what that is. And, you know, it's, it's not about uh, who's right or who's wrong or somebody winning when, you know, when you walk out of the room, it's like, hey, we, whatever the answer is, as we walk out the door, we all agree on it. And everybody got a, uh, you know, an opportunity to take part in coming up with that solution. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, I, I would just say uh, not, not having an entrepreneurial ego, right? Yeah. Uh, we, well, we all have those hey, a little bit. You, God, you hear like, hey, we all have egos, right? And sometimes it's really important because it's at the beginning and like, you know, one of those first 10 years are the hardest, right? Uh, yep. no, <laughs> um, but you kind of need some ego to get through some of those rough patches. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always, I kind of look back and I'm like, Tim, if I, if you would have seen me when I was like 19 years old, I just, I didn't know much, you know what I mean? But I was doing it. And uh, I think I was probably about the cockiest I've ever been in my life at that age. And I think that's what they call compensation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know enough. So I pretend like I knew it all, you know, you got it, it. it's kind of funny. You, you calm down later on when yeah. You, yeah, exactly. you know don't need to. Yeah, exactly. So. I love it. So got a few questions that you said, money loves speed and your goal loves speed. So I'm going to ask some questions about speed. Um, okay. How are, how are you guys increasing capacity quickly? Well, number one, um, being able to uh, really put uh, people where we need them, right? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna use Crest for an example. Crest is highly mobile, right? They're a highly mobile team. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, Apple traditionally hasn't been near as mobile as Crest. So you know, we more work you know, 100 miles around a branch or what have you, right? But we do have a few team members that also like to um, mobilize for, for events, right? So with, with the uh, new entity together, right? Crest used to have to maybe go into a market where, um, you know, maybe nobody's ever uh, seen them, heard of them. They haven't worked in the town, had, right? Now, if, if we have a, uh, an event happen in a geography that we're already in, in the past, we just didn't have enough resources to really uh, take care of um, all of the, the capacity, right? That might yeah. be coming when you're, you're a hometown roofing company, right? And uh, we're, we're solving that problem. And, and matter of fact, I mean, it's the way that we've been able to work together has been really, really amazing. It's, it's uh, also, I mean, right after we closed, I think it was the day after we had, Hurricane Ida hit, 
and of course crest was was going to uh, go go do that right but um you know they went down there and, and i think about 18 members from from apple went down there and uh we worked really really well together um you know i wouldn't have been able to pull off uh what what they pulled off down there because it was it was uh i would have underestimated how much preparation it takes to go work a hurricane i've never worked a hurricane mm-hmm. um you know so just seeing the way that they were prepared to do so was amazing and then um we just we, we happened to have a lot of synergy in that that storm for example uh you know it was very difficult to get enough uh, materials tarps or nails or what have you so you know we sent i think three semis worth of uh felt and and nails and and that down to uh louisiana in order to meet the capacity demands which came from apple so yeah it was it was a, a just a real good demonstration right day day one literally that mm-hmm. we could work really well together and create a lot of value in the marketplace i love that okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go into something a little spicier for a second if you okay. can handle it. well that's what i really want yeah. is honesty it's not even that spicy it's only spicy if you have if you give me honesty here okay it's, all right it's around courses and consultants so okay. have you utilized courses and consultants in your time basically we're talking about creating like speeding things up right so yep. to me sometimes a, a coach or these types like a course or whatever some of these resource books even can be ways to increase your speed to be able to lead better or sell better yeah. or whatever it happens to be what do you think this is a glut now in the market of courses consultants and material what is your take on all of this and is there any that you think are good? And, and I mean, I know you're not going to trash anybody, but I'm saying like, what do you think about all this? Well, uh, I mean, you, you did say it. There's a lot of them, right? Yeah. And How do you um, find the real it, ones, basically, is what I'm saying. Because Right. I, I mean, number one, I would ask for uh, references, right? And, and make sure you call the references. Um, and make sure they're being real with you, right? Not just telling you, uh, you know, trying to say, uh, salvage a relationship or maintain a relationship by, you know, just have some questions prepared that are probably going to get a real answer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do agree with you that I, I think the market is flush with, with resources. And I, I think that's great in one way, you know, um, earlier in the conversation, I told you I was 19 and didn't know a damn thing, right? And I, I'll say this, there wasn't, I didn't, what was that, 2000, 1999, right? Like, you remember dial-up? There wasn't a lot of resources on the internet, right? Other than Ask Jeeves, um, yeah. if you remember. But, oh, I remember that. But I was if, making you know, back then, weirdly. Yeah, I, I really, you know... I, I want to say that most of, uh, or too many people spend too much time trying to get information and not enough time trying to execute on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's set in a static place because of it, right? Like 
I, I've, I've got somebody in mind that, that comes to mind when I think or say this, but somebody that I know studied the industry for years, never started a company, right? And, and I mean, they were just highly involved and engaged and all these things. And then they finally did it after like 12 years, right? And I just, and, and their, their thought was, is now I won't make any mistakes, right? And, and I'm like, man, make those mistakes and like recover. And you, you could have already been probably a, a fairly large company by now, you know, right? If little, no, that's a really extreme example. That's, but a, funny, that's a funny example though. It, it, it is. Mean, it's, just make sure, I feel like what you're saying is make sure that the courses and consultants you're not so distracted by them that you're not diligently moving forward, making moves, make moves. Yeah. I, the, the, the struggle that I have with, with courses and consultants is they need to deliver a bunch of value. Okay. Well, the reality is, is they're pushing a lot of probably value into uh, the, the owner and the whole, the really a company only needs like one piece of information and cool go spend the next three months implementing that thing and then come back for another piece maybe right who's going to pay for that right probably nobody yeah. um, so that's I, so funny because i i when i got a one coach they said basically like you're doing 60 40 on marketing and i need you to do I need you to do the 60 on sales and the 40 on market. I just need you to shift it over to sales, not just yeah. marketing. And, and like, that was a really big shift, but you can't say that every single time you meet for two times a month, you know, like it, it gets a little old and redundant. So I was like, even though that was a really good nugget, how many times can you keep on saying that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and remember now, I think the, the coaching programs, if they can hold you to some sort of accountability, then there's probably value in it for a lot of owners, right? If if it's just information, um, well, that guess what? It's it's out there for free, right? Um, some people though enjoy having um, that maybe the network that comes with it or the culture that comes with it, right? Like there's a lot of reasons that I think you you might choose to partake in something like that, other than just the information. Mm. All right. Well, last official question. We can go off the script a little bit, but it's basically just how do you speed things up? You know, I, let's just imagine my, what I think of as our audience. We have a lot of roofers from the $2 million to $10 million revenue range. Um, maybe they're, they're starting to realize they need to focus on profit more, but they're still working on that. How do you speed things up? How do you you know, get over that five, $6 million rut that sometimes happens. How do you push past? How do you speed past that a little bit if you can? Well, I think number one, and I think a lot of people are doing this more now than maybe what we saw 20 years ago, but know where you want to go, right? Um, if you want to be at 10 million, then, then write it down, right? Does the team know you want to be at 10 million? You know, um, and then if, if that's where you want to be, 
uh, some people recommend, right? Well, then aim for 20 and you might hit 10 sort of thing, right? Mm -hmm. So start thinking about your business as if we were doing this kind of revenue, um, what would the structure need to look like, right? Because, um, for example, uh, you know, I, like I said, I still talk to a lot of people and all different roofing company sizes, right? And some of them are still like thinking, hey, I need to check over like every single single estimate that comes in to make sure it's profitable or whatever, right? Or maybe I don't trust my team to write estimates. Um, they're going to leave me if they figure out how or, you know, all different types of like mindsets, right? And if you look at it and go, okay, I want to be at 10 million, can you do that? No, right? You, you're, you're just not able to do all of the estimates at that size, right? So number one, you got to get over that um, and, and start thinking, okay, I've got to have a structure. I'm, I've got a concern. How am I going to address that concern? If I'm worried that people aren't going to make money on estimates, how, how can there be a review process right? That doesn't maybe involve me writing every estimate or, you know, what have you. There's a, there's a lot of different ways you can approach it other than that, but something more scalable, right? But once you know where you want to go, I mean, you got to say, hey, okay, who do I need on my team, right? To get there. Um, what kind of skills do they need? Do I have those people today or do I need to go find somebody like that, right? What kind of resources do I need to get there? Do I need more money? Do I need funding, right? Are, are you gonna have to hire some higher skilled individuals than you have today? And maybe that's gonna cause some bumps, right? In, in salaries or whatever. And then, you know, uh, what what's the time frame you wanna get there in? And how are you gonna measure it, right? But once you've got kind of your mission lined out in my mind, then just eliminate distractions. Um, have the idea Google Drive. Um, that's, really, that's probably one of the better takeaways from this <laughs> podcast, for real. Because well, I, think that's, I think that that's a lot of roofing company owners struggle. I, I talk to a lot of them well, and there's so many good ideas and I like hear them. I hear so many of them and there's so many good, they're good ideas. And sometimes it's the opportunity cost of that idea takes away well, from your main thing. Yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to know like how to do something, right? And it's sometimes not the things you do, it's the things you don't do, right? So, you know, I, I was introduced to a, a, a method of tracking every minute of your day, right? Um, there, there's a spreadsheet um, and you, you basically do. You, every five minute block of your day, you want to write down like, what did I do, right? And and you start to compile that data and then you kind of go categorize like what kinds of activities were those. And then um, you kind of get, after a couple of weeks, you know, you can quit shut that off, but um, it really gives you some insight into like how you're, you're um, spending your day, whether you're walking around, you know, shooting the shit with your employees or um, whether you're, uh, spending it on on tasks that you shouldn't be doing maybe right i want to i want to throw one little nudge on an app there there's an ad, app called timely that will okay. take anything you're doing on your computer and kind of automatically show you what you were doing so it like tracks everything on your computer and will sh and will show you can use that for, for that that nugget what's that 
I say, how much are they paying you to mention the time? <laughs> I don't do any product placements yet. Actually, I did today on my meme thing. People paid me $220 to make the memes today in a live training. It was super fun. I've never been paid oh, for hey. memes before, so that was really fun. Um, I love them. So I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I think one of the follow-up questions I had to your last thing was, what are, where are you at on the spectrum of like higher when it's painful and it's already been painful for a little bit in a particular area of the business or do it ahead of time, like do it two months before it gets painful. What is your mindset on hiring? Because a lot of people, I mean, that's been a very difficult thing for me too in my business, but I know that that's painful for roofers too. So, well, I think that's a, a you know, people tend to be too far one way or the other. So there's like a happy place in the, yeah. in the middle um, because I, you know, some people hire too many people and have too many layers of management, right? And middle management, if you will, is something that I think can become very heavy, especially as companies grow. Yeah. Um, whereas your smaller companies tend to be very lean, right? And sometimes too lean to where it's causing uh, people to maybe be unhappy uh, with, with, with their role or feel too stressed out. Right. Um, I, I think it probably that a good way of trying to find that happy medium is based off of, uh, you know, the, the past experience you've had with growth, like how fast do you grow? Because I, I tend to lean towards, um, hiring them before, you know, the, the, the dam breaks, if you will, yeah. rather than, than after. Um, but I, I also know that um, it can be very painful to take that approach when you're starting, right? So yeah, um, it, it, it's, you've got to be comfortable with the, the decision, right? You don't want to turn somebody over just because you're feeling pain and it hasn't paid off yet, right? So make sure you're ready to make the commitment and, and you gotta be, you gotta be okay firing. I mean, that's the other thing we've talked oh, about. Oh yeah. yeah. Basically like if you haven't done your first few fires, <laughs> it's freeing actually weirdly. Like you have to be able to do that because it's not just, I think we talked about this last podcast too, but it's not just you that's feeling that pain. It's the other people on your team that are feeling the pain. And yes. so it's actually generous to do that. So that's part of it, I think too. Yeah, it's good for everybody involved if it's not the right fit, right? Even the person being released. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Anything else you want to talk about? We don't. We don't need a we don't need to land on fire people. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Wait, wait, wait. Do uh, end it, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always a pleasure. Is is there anything else? What what else is going on in roofing that we can talk about? What's up? I usually put these out pretty quick, so. What's going down? You going to any events this summer? Uh, man, I'll tell you what, there's, that's another thing. There's a plethora of his events. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many we need in the industry, but yeah, I, I do have uh, this month. I've got uh, two events that I know that I'm going to. Um, they're not roofing specific, but they're in the industry specific. So do you have um, reasons why you would want to speak at an event. Well, yeah, I, you know, I think that uh, depends on what your, your mission and your goal is, right? But I think for, 
for me, um, if, if I get the opportunity to speak at an event, I usually say uh, yes, uh, because, you know, we're, we're growing and we're doing a lot of that through, you know, new partnerships. Yeah. And so I think the more uh, opportunities that I can, you know, take to get in front of other people in the roofing industry that, you know, is in kind of a very genuine type of setting, um, you know, the better. It, they, so they can self-identify. Could I invite you to speak in an event in Omaha, Nebraska, August? Oh, that's so far. <laughs> August 17th through the 18th? Yeah, absolutely. We're doing um, one industry, one model with Jen Silver and okay. uh, TJ McCormack. And yeah, it's a little bit about, um, you know, finance, selling financing and stuff like that, but there'll be some good there. I'm sure that there'll be a very good like operations um, topic that we'd love for you to kind of talk through if you're open to it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Dates pending. I mean, the confirmation pending, but Dustin may be speaking at that event. Um, I'm very excited about it. I'm, I'm just starting to... Um, because I'm going to be on that um, tour with them. We're, we're doing it in 11 cities. Uh, so that will be interesting for me, kind of an opportunity. You got to take, you got to take opportunities when you get them. I'm like, oh, yeah. grateful that we've had a little bit of breakthrough with like our reputation and roofing. And obviously now we're like 70, 80% roofers. So it's kind of happening fast. So let, let me flip this on you. Yeah, Tim. please. What was the number one thing, and I think I know the answer to this, but what was the number one thing, action, whatever you did, took money you spent to be, uh, to get in front of people? What was the best spend, if you will, of energy, effort, resources, money? That you said you recently? All, the, the entire hook career. All told, I mean... Besides, you're saying niching? Is that is this a leading question? No, it's not. It's, oh, I mean, I'm, my my real biggest number one spend has been organic. I mean, I my entire business has been built on Google traffic originally, and so okay. I would say two twofold. Like I have to do it in two because it's organic because that built our business. I got like leads through Google organic traffic, which I just blogged and did content and stuff like that. And now it's partnerships and creating partnerships with other companies and getting in front of people that also have a, the attention of our ideal customer. So those are the two things for me. So you probably, do you believe that you would have had the opportunity to get those partnerships that are kind of helping you go to the next level without doing the upfront work first, or what have you held enough value to them without kind of having a platform? Definitely the platform helps. Because, yeah, because a lot of people come to us and ask for something, partnership or whatever. And if I can't see evidence that they're doing good things and that people know about them, then I, it's, it's hard for me to invest a lot of time in that. So I do think yeah. okay. that platform has been a big part of it. I like it. Yeah. Very good. All right, man. Well, thank you for hanging out. Thank you to the audience for watching. Um, Get at Dustin, maybe. Uh, get get at Dustin at that event. Say what's up if he comes to that event in Omaha, <laughs> August 17th through the 18th. 
And I appreciate everyone for checking this out. And I hope you guys have an amazing day. Bye. Hey, appreciate it, Tim. We'll see ya. Uh, bye bye.